Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. Amen. I'm here to tell you today that there are times when people will try to talk you out of a sleeping miracle in your life, but that just because that miracle is asleep in your life doesn't mean that it's dead. Don't you listen to the naysayers. Don't you listen to those that will scorn you and laugh at you. I'm telling you, for somebody here today, your miracle is not dead. It's merely asleep and needs to be woken up. first thing that Jesus did was remove the disbelief and the naysayers. He got rid of the scorners. He removed the laughter of the non-believers until the only ones left were those with faith to believe that the miracle was not dead. It was just sleeping. You can't afford to let the laughter of the crowd destroy your hopes, the promise miracle in your life. It's wonderful to be a part of the family of the Lord. Amen. Matthew chapter 9 verse 18. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, while he spake these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshiped him saying my daughter is even now dead say she's dead say it one more time she's dead that's pretty final isn't it she's dead the the father says she's dead but he's looking at jesus and he says but come and lay thy hand upon her and she shall live And so Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. And it's at this moment that we find a little interlude, a little little pause, a little break on their journey to where this dead daughter is laying. And the story of the woman with the issue of blood is placed right here in this spot. It says, Behold, a woman which was diseased, with an issue of blood 12 years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment for she said within herself if I may but touch his garment I shall be whole everybody had told her now this isn't my message but I want to say this everybody had told her it's hopeless but she said the Bible said that she said within herself She said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment. And how did that work out for her? Jesus turned him about. When he saw her, he said, daughter, be of good comfort. She had touched the hem of his garment and said, thy faith has made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. I want to tell somebody today, it doesn't matter what everybody else says. It only matters what Jesus says. All right. And when Jesus came into the ruler's house, so, okay, we're past the woman with the issue of blood. She's been healed. He's at the house of the dead girl. And saw the minstrels and the people making a noise. Of course, they were grieving. He said unto them, give place. In other words, he was saying, get out. Remove yourselves. For the maid is not dead, but sleeps. 
And the Bible said at that point that those that were in the house laughed him to scorn. They laughed him to scorn. I just want to bring to you a message that I've titled today, A Sleeping Miracle. A Sleeping Miracle. Is there anybody in this place that needs a miracle in your life? Come on, I'm going to step out on a little bit of faith here. And the doctors or somebody else has told you that it's, it, it, it's too late, it's too far gone, there's nothing that they can do. Is there anybody that would believe with me? Because faith is key here in the rest of the remainder of this service. Whether this flops and we all go home the same way or whether you respond to this, we need to know right now, do I have faith to believe that Jesus Christ can give me a miracle today in this place right here? If you would, you, would you clap your hands to the Lord just as a sign of faith right now? What the Lord is going to do? Come on, somebody lift your voice with me. I believe you, Jesus. I believe in your word. I believe what you say. I believe that miracles are still possible and the power of the blood of Jesus Christ is still available in this place today. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. You may be seated today. Maybe you were the cool kid growing up, and uh, you were never on the receiving end of the joke. You were never the brunt. Nobody ever made fun of you. Maybe you've never made a mistake, and you've heard people uh, burst out into laughter over a trip or a fall or a blunder that you've had or slipped or crashed face down on the ground and had to pick yourself up and dust yourself off while people snickered in the background, you know. Oh, what a silly mistake. Uh, what a foolish thing. What a clumsy person. Maybe you've never been in that situation before. If you have not, I, I commend you, I applaud you, and I hope that I'm there when it finally happens to you. Vicious. Because the fact of the matter is, is that every one of us at some point in our life find ourselves in a place where we stumble and we fall. We all make mistakes. We all have blunders. If your life has been anything like mine, you found yourself in places that have left you at the very least embarrassed and at the very worst mortified. Now, the, the thing about me is that I have never minded sharing my mistakes with others. It has made for fantastic sermon prep fodder. I have spoken about times in my life where I have tripped, fallen, stumbled, fell. I've made mistakes. I've said things that I didn't uh, mean to say. It came out wrong, and, and we've all had a good laugh about those things. Uh, but the, the thing about it is, is that I have been able to laugh at myself Thank God I've been able to laugh at myself. I've never minded sharing those embarrassing moments so people could have a chuckle. I don't, I don't mind letting you know that I'm human and that I'm not perfect and that I make mistakes sometimes or I find myself in situations uh, where, I, where uh, I'm a little bit embarrassed uh, and God has installed a mechanism in us to fight against the depression that would overwhelm us if we took every one of our blunders seriously. At least I've discovered it in my own life. It's called laughter. 
the ability to laugh at your own mistakes, to fall flat on your face, and if you're not hurting so bad that you need to go to the hospital, pick yourself off, dust yourself up a little bit, look around you if the people are laughing, and bust out laughing at yourself with them. To me, that is the greatest instrument that God could give me in order to get me through the days where I fall flat on my face. I laugh. I laugh at myself. And so with that in mind, I take you to an instance that took place just about a week ago. Most of you know that I, I go to the gym and exercise with a couple of the young men here from the church, uh, son-in-law, Brother Joan, Brother Pacheco. We, we, we hit the gym a few times a week, and we've now been working out for almost a decade. I, I think it was 40, I was 42 years old. I'm 52 now. I've been working out with these guys for 10 years, trying to stay in shape, keep my back in alignment. And, and uh, there have been a few blunders, and I've seen all the videos out there that that are on YouTube, all the classic fails and, and things like that. And I, I've now found myself in that category that can uh, belong to that classic fail, gym fail uh, category. And, and so there's a, don't play it just yet. Can you, can you pause it right here? Can everybody see this okay? Can you, can you pause it just for a second? Okay. Let me set this up, okay? Just so you understand. Now, now this, is, this is me at the gym last week. And we do these things called skull crushers where you lay down on a bench and you put the bar up with a little bit of weight on it and you bring it down right over your head and you lift it back up. Now, there's this one demon bench at, at the gym. It's always getting Brother Jones. He, he must crack his shin on that thing two to three times every time that we go to the gym. And so we stay away from this particular bench. But on this particular night, it was sitting there. And I just thought, you know what, I'll go ahead and hop on this bench, not realizing that it was different than the other benches. Go ahead and play the video, Brother Hogan, if you would, please. So I'm laying down, getting ready to do the skull crushers. Down and back. Over the head and back up. Plain and simple. 12 reps. Here we go. <laughs> you notice the guy in the background, he's not moving. He, he just sitting on his bench. I'm laughing at myself by that point already. I'm sitting there laughing. Now, now, how did you get this video, Brother Rice? You, you have to ask that question. How did, was somebody, did somebody have a phone just happen to capture this? Or do you always video yourself when you're in the gym? No, that, neither of those are the case. My loving son-in-law, who was our former youth pastor here and now our assistant pastor here, was on the phone with the gym owner immediately after that video was taken Say, you got to see if you caught this on video camera the gym owner says I can get that to you I, I, can, I can make sure that you have that and so so uh, late Friday night I'm sitting in a, in a church service in a rally up in Belleville and I'm sitting there and my phone buzzes and I just pull it out to see and I see a video of this I didn't watch it out of out of respect for where I was but I waited until after church and I thought you have got to be kidding me how did he get this on video where did he get this from 
And so you would think that that would be mortify, uh, mortifying enough, you know. I mean, here, here I was. I was so glad that the gym wasn't full of people that night, that there were just a handful of people there. And, and so, uh, but now you're asking the question, so Brother Rice, I mean, you're showing this to 100 people here today. So, yes, I am, because I'm willing to laugh at myself. If that wasn't, if that wasn't bad enough, here's how much these two guys love me. Show the next video what they did with this. This is what I get the oh, next day. Go. 25 on each side, just my hat. Always look better with the hat adjusted. Good grip. Don't need no spotter. Here we go. Lean back and press. All right. Stay tight, Doug. Stay tight. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, one. Uh, one and a half. Oh, hey. Oh, I stopped. Uh, guys, I'm good. I just want to do dec Guys, I just want to do decline. No, I'm good. All right. All right. I'm good, though. Okay. Nobody lets me do decline. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. As long as you're not laughing at me, you're laughing with me. I have no problem with people laughing with me. You know, we don't, stuff like this just doesn't happen to normal people. Stuff like this happens to, to me. I've watched this video 20 or 30 times and I laughed every single time that I watch it and I don't mind that, that they've turned it into something that is funny that, that we could all enjoy, you know. We don't mind being laughed with, but, but I have never found a single person that I have ever met that has ever enjoyed being laughed at. You see, I showed this video today so that we could all laugh together because it is funny. It is hilarious. It's a mistake that took place that, and nobody was hurt and, and we can all laugh about it. But if you were laughing at me and you were saying, what a dope, what an idiot, what, a, what an utter fool, I might get mad. I might get my feelings hurt. But the fact that we can laugh together about something. But this is not what was happening, amen, here with Jesus Christ. In chapter 9, Jesus is by now in full throttle. Uh, things are happening. He's healed a, a, a paralyzed man. He's called Matthew out to be an apostle. He's been ridiculed for eating with sinners. And now here he is, and a man of authority has come up to him. And he's requested the help of Jesus Christ for an immediate problem in his life. He says, my daughter is at home and I've come to you and I'm asking you to come and touch her. Well, is she sick? Is she running a fever? Is she uh, paralyzed? Is she deaf? What's the problem? You know, is she full of uh, demons? What's the issue? I've dealt with all those before. And the man says, no, she is dead. She's dead. Can you come lay hands on her? Because I believe that if you put your hand on my dead daughter, that she'll come back to life. Up to this point, it's never this point it's never been done. Jesus has done a lot of things. But up to this point, no one had ever been brought to life, brought back to life by the touch of his hands. So Jesus looks at the man. He must have seen the desperation in his eyes. Jesus knew exactly who he was and what he was capable of doing. 
And he simply looks at this ruler and he says, let's go. Tucked so neatly into three short verses on his way to this dead girl's house, he heals a woman with the issue of blood. They arrive at the house and Jesus enters the home and he finds what you would expect to find at most funerals. A house full of people mourning, crying and weeping, crowded in this place together over this young girl that's laying there dead. I've never seen a small funeral at the, at the wake of a child. They're usually very large. So he walks into this crowded home full of mourners. The father, I'm sure, is helping him make his way through the, the crowd there on that day. Takes him right up to Jesus, to uh, his daughter, and Jesus looks around and he takes in everything that he's seeing on his way through the house. He says, Make room. The girl's not dead, she's just sleeping. He's telling them there's a miracle that's asleep right here. There's a miracle that needs to come awake in the midst of this house. Never mind that blinded eyes have been opened and deaf ears have been unplugged and lame legs have regained strength or even the fact that a woman with an issue of blood has been healed on the way to where he was at, on the way to the home that he was going to, to reach out and touch this young lady. None of that seemed to matter because the Bible tells us that the people that were in the house began to laugh at what Jesus told them. What do you mean she's just sleeping? You've just walked into the room. Are you a doctor? Are you a physician? How would you know that she's just asleep? We've uh, been here all day and all night with her. We've been here for a long time. She's not moved. She's not breathed. Look at the power of her skin. She is dead. And Jesus says, no, she's not dead. She's just sleeping. And they began to laugh at him. Not the laughter brought on by something humorous, but the laughter filled with disgust and disdain. Who do you think you are to give these precious people false hope? Who do you think you are to come in here and say, she's just sleeping when we've been here and we have not seen a breath. We've not been able to feel a pulse now for a long time. There's, there's nothing that shows any sign of life. We've been around dead people before. Look at the color of her skin. She's dead. Why would you come in and give these people false hope? Don't you think they've been through enough already? He's setting them up for a colossal appoint disappointment is what they're all thinking. Amen. I'm here to tell you today that there are times when people will try to talk you out of a sleeping miracle in your life but that just because that miracle is asleep in your life doesn't mean that it's dead don't you listen to the naysayers don't you listen to those that'll scorn you and laugh at you I'm telling you for somebody here today your miracle is not dead it's merely asleep and needs to be woken up
the emotions ran high and the tone of the gathering began to change and the word scorn tells us what kind of laughter it was that was going on amen it wasn't laughter or friendly chuckle even the type of laughter that would bring embarrassment it was a laughter that was filled with hatred and contempt the room was full of people that were full of contempt for the miracle that Jesus Christ was offering There's a spirit in this world that wants to destroy your miracle. It wants to keep you from ever watching that miracle come to life in your life. They'll try to laugh at you and tell you you're foolish. Haven't you read the report? Haven't you heard the news? And everybody in the room was laughing. But there were two people in that room that I promise you weren't laughing. They weren't smiling. They weren't, they weren't looking at anything as being funny. Amen. Mama and daddy were in that room. And that wasn't everybody else's dead daughter that was laying on the table. That was their daughter. And they loved that daughter. That father loved that daughter so much that even though he knew she was dead and was not moving, that he said, I'm willing to go find a man. Give me any hope. I don't care how uh, small of a threat it might seem. Let me get into a place where I can reach out and touch Jesus. Maybe he can do something about it wasn't funny to them. See, it's hard to laugh when you're looking at something that you birthed laying there dead. It's hard to laugh when you're seeing the miracle that was given to you lying on a table lifeless. You're not laughing when you're the one who is desperate for a miracle, no matter how slim the chances might seem to be. No matter how much everyone around you laughs. That's your little girl lying lifeless in that coffin. That's your miracle that's laying there non-moving and non-responsive. They weren't laughing. There's no laughter in me when God promised me a miracle and everybody around me says it's dead. Not as long as Jesus is still willing to make an appearance in my house. Her music come today. The first thing that Jesus did was remove the disbelief and the naysayers. He got rid of the scorners. He removed the laughter of the non-believers. Until the only ones left were those with faith to believe that the miracle was not dead. It was just sleeping. I promise you this. When Jesus said that, when everybody else's heart was turned against it and began to laugh at it, mama and daddy, their hearts bound with some hope. Are you serious? Could it be? can't afford to let the laughter of the crowd destroy your hopes of the promise of the miracle in your life. See, the story of the sleeping miracle is twofold. 
believe God wants to give every one of us a miracle. The infilling of the Holy Ghost is the greatest miracle of all. You say, how do you get the Holy Ghost? Well, you just begin to talk to the Lord and say, God, I want you inside of me. I'm willing to lay down all my dreams, all my, my, my hopes. I'm willing to lay down all my aspirations until, uh, until I, my will falls in line with your will for me. You go to the Lord and you repent. You simply tell him you're sorry for things that you've done. Lord have mercy. We've all messed up. We all have things in our life. We were born into sin. The Bible says that all have fallen short of the glory of God. There's not a single one of us that doesn't need a Savior. Jesus looked at Nicodemus and he said, you've got to be born again of the water and of the Spirit or you cannot enter the kingdom of God. So we have to have some things in our life in place in order to get to heaven. We better figure out what they are and then we better go after those things with everything that is within us. They must take top priority in our life. They've got to come before everything else. Just come before the Lord and you lift your hands and you begin to call out to His name and just begin to talk to Him. And as you begin to feel His presence, you may have a tear streaming down your face. You may begin to feel something change on the inside of you, your heart, your body. You may be able to feel the power of God on the outside of you, but when it comes inside of you, you'll begin to speak in another language as supernatural. It's a miracle. It's not natural. It is supernatural. If you need the Holy Ghost today, if you need a healing in your body, if you have some kind of a miracle that you need God to do and it lines up with God's Word and with God's plan, don't come asking for a miracle uh, from God that doesn't line up with His Word because He's not going to bless that prayer. He's not going to be a part of that prayer. Don't come up and say, God, I need $10,000 so I can go down to the boat and gamble. That's not what God's going to do. He's not going to bless that kind of prayer. He's not going to bless a prayer and a request that goes against his word. But if you'll come up earnestly and sincerely to before the Lord today, I believe that God wants to give some miracles out that you maybe thought were dead in your life. But God said, no, 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 there's not, those are not dead in your life. Those miracles are simply asleep. We've got to get some things in place. We've got to get some things out of here. So the miracle can arise from the deathbed. The sleeping miracle is twofold. First, Jesus must be present. Does anybody feel his presence here today? He's here because his word says he's here. Wherever two or three are gathered together, in his name, he'll be in the midst of them. So he's here. We know that. Jesus has come in. That's the first thing. But you'll find as Jesus walks into the place, the very first thing that he says is give way. 
He looks at the scoffers. He looks at the negative reports. He looks at those that are laughing and saying it can't be done. He's looking at those that says, hey, uh, you can't do anything about it. It's too late. And he says, get out. Would you stand with me today? As you stand, I want you to listen to what I'm going to say. Negative must be removed. Doubt has to be crushed. Doubt has to be pushed out of the place. Now, I'm not talking about just this building. I'm talking about our minds and our spirits today. Because it's not just enough to have Jesus present in the house for the miracle to take place. Negative has to flee. Doubt has to be pushed out. If Jesus can come in and he can, we can feel him, we can know that he's here, but the miracle that you need will lay on that deathbed and will never move until first you push the negative out of your mind and you push the thought that Jesus can't do anything about it out of your mind. You push the thought that it's too late. You've gotten here past time, Jesus. You can't do anything about what I need from you. You've got to push those thoughts out of your mind and you have to be left with the ones that believe that it can happen. The ones that believe that the miracle is not dead. It's merely asleep and need Jesus to take it by the hand and say, arise. Come back. Wake up. Some of us are so drowned by negative you thrive on it. You turn to it. You're even excited by it. And as long as that is the case in your life, your miracle will remain on the deathbed. You hear me now. I'm speaking in the Holy Ghost right now. I'm trying to help you. I'm not trying to be mean or ugly. I love you from the bottom of my heart. But sometimes I have to just say what is going to be most helpful. And you're going to have to deal with the negative that's in your life, the negative that consumes you, the negative that is keeping your miracle on its deathbed. Jesus is here. We know that. But so is the negative. And as long as the negative, the scoffers, the disbelief is still in this place. Amen. The miracle will lay on the bed. I need somebody to help me pray right now. Would you bow your heads? I need prayer warriors to go to the Lord right now because there's some miracles in this place that God wants to bring back to life. There's some people in this house today. You've been seeking after God, but that was a long time ago and you've just gotten accustomed to hearing the naysayers. You've gotten accustomed to hearing the laughter. You've gotten accustomed to hearing the negative things until it's consumed you to the place that you believe that it'll never come back to life. But this preacher's here today telling somebody, your miracle's not dead. Your miracle's simply asleep. Would you stop laughing? Would you stop being scornful? Would you push the negative out and simply believe Believe that Jesus Christ can give you the miracle that you're so desperately seeking today. Thank you for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. You can follow this podcast for more great episodes from the Landmark family. 
If you are ever in our area, our doors are open on Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Thank you once again for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. God bless.